The Earl Grant era starts on the right foot as Boston College takes care of business against Dartmouth. We're going to give you a full recap and everything that you need to know about yesterday's win on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Today's show is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an official community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So Boston College, they take care of business against Dartmouth on Tuesday, winning their home opener 73-57 in what was a game that Boston College just basically dominated from tip-off to final whistle. Boston College just had everything going for them. And we'll just kind of break down all the positive. I'm not going to give you, you know, a a blow-by-blow because this game, I mean, Dartmouth was out of it pretty quickly and Boston College just took care of business. So Boston College, they go out there with a starting five of... Damar Langford, Makai Ashton Langford, TJ Bickerstaff, James Karnick, and the biggest surprise to me, Jaden Zachary, the uh, Juco, I would call him a transfer, Juco freshman, uh, who started uh, as one of the other forwards in uh, Tuesday's game. So, interesting lineup. I didn't know who would be starting. Fred Scott was out with a concussion. And uh, Boston College, you know, it was... To start the game, it was all about the Langford brothers. Damar and Makai Ashton, they scored a combined 26 points in this game, but it was their energy at the beginning of the game. Like, when we went into the season, I think the biggest question was, who's the scorer going to be? I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Damar Langford because there wasn't really any other clear answer. He showed it off. But it wasn't the scoring that impressed me the most. It was the defensive intensity of Boston College that Earl Grant has been pre- uh, promoting since he took this job. You know, the gritty, not pretty uh, motif that he has. He talked all about that, and it showcased throughout that first half, where Boston College held uh, Dartmouth to 19 points. Only 19 points, and they were struggling. I think they shot only 24% in that first uh, frame. So you saw good defense. I f- um, I think it was Tyler Calvaruso put, Boston College had their first 24-second violation that they caused since 2017 in this game. Think about that. That happens all the time in college basketball and NBA. BC hadn't done it in four years. Not only did they do it once, they did it twice in this game. So what stood out to me in this game? Because Boston College, they just did well. I loved seeing the Langford brothers play. I thought DeMar took a huge step. He had 16 points. He, you know, we saw pieces of him last year where he looked explosive. He looked like he could make big plays. He could score in multiple different ways. You saw it in this game. I thought he looked impressive. I love the defensive intensity because it started to, you saw cracks here and there. And I understand this is going to be the the theme of this year. It's not going to be perfect yet because, you know, uh, Grant is working with what he has. But you didn't see tons of easy layups. My God, last year under Jim Christian, how many times were you watching a game and it would just be like an inlet pass and boom, it was like an easy layup. Or there was a guy wide open on a a swing pass and boom, you know, three-pointer. 
didn't see much of that in this game as BC was much tighter on defense and I thought played much crisper. Now they got to play better. They did win by 16 points, but Dartmouth is not good. <laughs> They're not a good team. And we one of the things that I noticed was near the end, you know, some of the bench players I'm a little worried about. Jaden Zachary, he fouled out. I mean, he got in foul trouble really quick. And for the folks that are crowing for Gianni Thompson, which I get, he's a saw, you know, he's going to be a fantastic player. You saw the explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball, but you also saw the rawness when he made like two fouls in like 25 seconds. You know, he's a freshman. Freshmen are going to make mistakes. So I liked how Grant kind of just eased him in, but don't expect too much right off the bat from him. I think it looks like to me like uh, Gianni Thompson's going to take a little bit of time to kind of marinate and learn this offense and learn the college system. And another like, I loved watching Quinton Post. Now, when they when they got Quinton Post, he's the center. He's seven feet tall from Amsterdam, played for Mississippi State for two years. Now he's at BC. Uh, you know, I was like, nah, you know, BC's gotten other seven foot guys and they, you know, I don't want to say this, they were stiffs, you know, like they weren't anything special. Post looked good. He had a couple, you know, like back down lay da- layups that I haven't seen BC do much of in the last couple of years. You know, he had six, he had, uh, sorry, 13 points. He had a career high in this game and he looks like he's going to be an honest, valuable commodity for this team. You know, Karnick got the start. Karnick had five rebounds, but I don't know. The way Post played, I w- I'm almost thinking he needs to get starting minutes soon. You know, Karnick has, he's, in a, he's a grizzly, you know, he's a college player, but he's a grizzled player that's been around for a while. So he's obviously going to kind of get those role, that, that spot early. But if Post played the way he did against Dartmouth, against some of these other teams, you're going to get him more minutes. And, you know, he ended up with, I think, 23 minutes in this game, but uh, an excellent game. So, that's our kind of our wrap up on uh, the basketball game. You know, it was a good start for Earl Grant. It's against Dartmouth, but to see them make those strides already, to see and he was he looked energized on the on the sidelines. He was yelling about plays later in the game. So he's he seems very um like he he could be a, a real good find for Boston College. I, I I mean it's just one game, but I was impressed so far. So I don't, I'm curious what you guys all think. Let me know at Locked On BC on Twitter. Did you like Girl Grant, or do you think this was just a one game thing where we shouldn't really read too much into it? I I, you know, I could go with each each one, but you know what I really can get into Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It makes fantasy easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Earlier this weekend, I did a pick where I picked. Mac Jones and Patrick Mahomes. I took the under on both and I won. It was so much fun. I'm going to be doing more of this prize picks during college football season, NFL. You could pick whatever sport you want to do. And the best part of the prize pick app, there's a million different things you could pick between passing yards to interceptions to touchdowns to tackles. You name it, they have it. And I haven't tried this yet, but you should check it out. You can do mixed sports. So maybe you want to pick you know, over under on points for LeBron James versus touchdown passes for Dak Prescott. You can do that on prize picks. It's there's a, your imagination is your limitation on what you want to do on prize picks. So check out prize picks. Now, when you go to prizepicks.com and use 
the promo code locked on, you're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's an instant win right there. Give you a little extra more money to play around with on their app, which you can get at the App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Remember, use the promo code locked on or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked on Boston College is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to connect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. And when the black family, when we're after school and my son, we're running late, There's a McDonald's right across the street. We get him a Happy Meal. I get a spicy chicken sandwich. My wife gets the two cheeseburger meal, and we are a happy family. Don't have to cook, and you get some tasty food. So check out McDonald's. Head on over to Refuel and Connect and get that Wi-Fi. Head on over. I'm loving it. Check out McDonald's. This is Locked on Boston College. We're going to wrap a little bit up about basketball. This is just kind of a a wrap-up uh, segment here. You know, so we talked about Quinton Post. We talked about DeMar Langford and Makai Ashton Langford. One name I didn't really get into was Brevin Galloway. Galloway is a guard. He was the transfer that came over with Earl Grant from College of Charleston. And he, you know, he averaged 15 points a game last year before he had an ACL injury that doomed his uh, season. He had surgery and had to miss the rest of the year. Now, he came out today and he had a big bulky brace on it, but he played and he played pretty well. You know, he ended up with five points. He didn't shoot all that well. I think he shot two of nine. But the, the more concerning thing coming out of this game was in the second half later on, you know, he, they were just showing a widescreen and all of a sudden he came up limp and he was kind of wobbling around. Earl Grant had to waste a timeout or use a timeout. I don't want to say waste, use a timeout to get Galloway out of the game. He was icing his knee. I, you know, we'll have to wait to hear what Grant's comments were after the game. See if it was just a precautionary thing, but obviously, you you know, Galloway is one of the more experienced uh, transfers that they received. Um, you hope that he can stay healthy and, and can make it through the season because he can do a lot of things for you. That was that was worrisome to see him do that. Um, but that was one thing I wanted to make sure that we mentioned. See, We'll have to wait to see what his health status is moving forward. Justin Vanderbond was another name that people have been asking about. He did play. He played for about one minute. I'm not sure what his role is going to be this year. Obviously, if BC is rolling out two centers and it's mostly Post and Karnick, Vanderbond's role might not be as big. He might need another year of seasoning as well. I mean, he's, you know, last year was a red shirt. Uh, not a red shirt. A uh, COVID year anyway. So I believe he gets an extra year of eligibility out of it. So maybe use this year as a red shirt for him. Give him a little bit more time to continue to build up and get ready for the season. But anyways, it was an impressive win for Boston College. Next game for them is Friday night against Holy Cross. Um, you know, that's a very historic rival. I know a lot of the older folks out there are big fans of these, this game and I am all about these local games. I know today was Dartmouth, but I, you know I've said all along I would love to add UMass, Providence, Harvard into this. But you know Dartmouth, Holy Cross, BU, Northeastern. There's a million schools around here. There's no reason Boston College should be playing teams like USF, playing teams like St. Louis, um, and I know they're playing them later this year. But 
keep it local. There's so many good programs around here. And, and honestly, it's good for the region. It's good for college basketball. So just a little side note there. Also, in terms of uh, games from yesterday, it, I would be remiss, and I apologize that I didn't get a chance to cover the game, that the women's team started off on the right foot as well, defeating Harvard 86-60. to Now, this was their season opener. It was at Conti Forum, and uh, they just, you know, it was... Th- a game where the women's team just got stronger as the season went on. Taylor Soul scored a game-high 19 points on an 8 from 10 from the floor. She became the 29th member of the 1,000-point club after scoring a bucket with 31 seconds left in the opening period. Marnell Guard scored 13 points, and Cameron Schwartz scored 10. So a nice win for the women's basketball team, they face off. They beat off Harvard, which I'm not sure if Harvard's very good. Um, remember, both women's and men's sports last year were canceled because of COVID. So it was a weird year for Dartmouth. It was a weird year for Harvard because there were no sports. Uh, now, next game for the women's team, they face off on Saturday against Holy Cross. So both men and women will be playing Holy Cross. Um, but good ways to start off the season for both of these teams. Now, back to the men's sports, uh, men's basketball again. Um, you know, when I was looking at the season, looking, I didn't give like a official preview because I still think BC basketball is probably going to finish in the basement of the ACC. I mean, everyone else is picking it. It's hard to see a team that, you know, might struggle like they are to, to get out of the basement, but there were some promising results in the ACC today, uh, that I thought was interesting in terms of the opening night. So, you know, BC, they go out there and they do, do their thing against Dartmouth. They win. However, Virginia, they lose to Navy. Georgia Tech loses to Miami of Ohio. And Pitt loses to Citadel. So, you know, preseason games, I mean, early season games, they're all fluky anyways. You know, I'm not going to say Boston College is better than Virginia. But a team like Pitt, a team like Pitt that has struggled for years, could there be a possibility that Boston College basketball doesn't finish in the basement of the ACC? I think it could be. I mean, I'm not willing to go there yet because of one win against Dartmouth. But, you know, if Earl Grant gets his team going and their preseason, I mean, they get a game against URI, a game against Utah. I think they have one against St. Louis. I mean, you win two or three of those and you beat up on all the local teams. You know, you're setting yourself up for a good ACC run, and then you beat Pitt. You know, they may they may do it. So, I'm feeling pretty good about BC's chance of possibly sneaking out of the basement. I was on Locked On ACC, which I think you should give it a chance and listen to after today's episode, where Cameron uh, Candace Cooper, excuse me, the host, asked me, "Hey AJ, what do BC fans have to get excited about?" And I just said improvement. You know, I said they're probably going to finish in the basement, but I want to see improvement. We saw it on Sat on Tuesday. Let's continue to see it game after game. I'm not saying that to keep building, but play consistently. Play like you did against Dartmouth more down the line. You're going to win some games, and I thought BC did enough that they could win some ACC games. So we'll have to continue to see, though, because I don't want to put the card in front of the horse here because the last thing I need to do is make a a prediction that they're going to do something crazy, and then they just go right back into struggle zone and something happens. So good first win for Boston College. In a moment... I want to talk a little bit about Jeff Halfley's uh, Tuesday press conference where there was a ton of information uh, that I think you all need to know. But before we do that, 
going to take a little break and eat a Built Bar. Because Built Bars are the most best tasting protein bar you will ever taste. They're 100% covered in chocolate and they are delicious. Now, most protein bars you try, they taste waxy, they taste chalky. They're a chore to eat. You have to have water to swallow them. They're gross. They're not like a treat. And that's exactly what a Built Bar is. It's a treat. You need to check them out. They have a million good flavors. They have specialty flavors out right now. Um, I saw a chocolate coconut chunk. Uh, I got a notification that they're coming back. That is the bar to try if you can find it. If they have that. If they don't, you gotta try out the, ch- the coconut, the raspberry mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And if you're a gambling man, try the mix box because you can get a couple of each. Give yourself a chance to try something new. The best part of Built Built Bar is it tastes like a candy bar, but the flavor profile is out of this world. They're high in protein, but low in carbs, sugar, calories, and fat. With the flavor profiles, you just need to check them out. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to receive 15% off. Again, head over to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCK15. We're back at better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated website or mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. I love BetOnline. It's so easy to use. And if you want to make a wager, for instance, I, I was going into this Boston College um, Dartmouth game and I was like man I want to see what the over under is just put in the the team name boom it was right there uh, over under for 133 hit that under boom one right there I was getting a little hairy at the end but I did win but if it might not just be basketball uh, for football you might want to try basketball football baseball postseason NHL boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports so check out bet online where the game starts. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And I'm so excited about basketball season. I was a little bit on the edge a couple days ago. I was like, oh, basketball. You know, I just, I could feel the the dread of um, the last couple of years with Jim Christian and the way the program was just kind of falling apart. But it felt good. I, You know, it felt good to see Earl Grant out there. It felt good to see that team play. They look like they're having fun. And for the first time in a long time, I feel like the football program and the basketball program, basketball programs, give Joanna McNamee her credit too, are heading in the right direction. They're in good hands. Jeff Halfley is doing a heck of a job with the football team. I get this feeling Earl Grant's going to do the same thing with the men's basketball, just like Joanna McNamee is doing with the women's basketball. And for a Boston College reporter, it makes it more fun. And I'm sure for you, the Boston College fans out there, this makes it more fun as well because now you don't have teams that you dread to listen to and you're like, ah, I don't want to talk about men's basketball. So here's to hoping for a fun season. Now, back to football. You know, we talked about basketball for the first two segments and it's important to talk about the football team because Jeff Halfley had his press conference on Tuesday and he brought up a lot of interesting topics which we'll have up on bcbulletin.com later today. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was his conversation about Phil Dracovic. First of all, he said that uh, he was talking about Dracovic's injury and where he was at in terms of like, you know, arm strength and things like that. The first thing that I thought that Halfley brought up that was really interesting 
was he said he was very sincere when he said that he thought that Jakovic was done after that injury, like that he wouldn't be back if he, if if at all he'd be back for like one game or so. But what ended up happening, and this is kind of a combination of some of the pressers that I've listened to between what Jakovic said, what Halfley said, Jakovic had a clean break of his wrist. He mentioned that um, on Saturday after the win, or Friday on the win. But he kind of elaborated as well later on that, you know, it was a clean break. It was uh, good to rehab. And, and Halfley talked about how quick the rehab was and how efficient it was and that Jakovic pushed to get back in the game. So it was, you know, it was Jakovic all along that wanted to get back in there, but it was the work of the surgeons, the work of the doctors that got him ready to play again. The other piece of news that came out of that press conference was unfortunate injury news. And, you know, we always need to give the updates. And I hadn't heard anything about it. I just noticed he hadn't been playing all that much. Was that CJ Lewis is done for the season. Now, he's a wide receiver. He's 6'4". He's a former quarterback from um, Connecticut originally committed to, to Tennessee. He had a couple big catches for Boston College last year. He really found a good connection with Phil Dracovic over the last year and a half. Honestly, kind of became invisible once Grossell came out there because Dennis Grossell just kind of struggled to get the ball to people. Uh, but he broke, uh, he had some sort of finger injury. Uh, uh, Halfley wasn't really getting into the details of what that meant, but he did have a finger injury. He had surgery today on uh, Tuesday. He's out for the season, so he is gone. Along with Jason Matry, who had surgery. Again, we don't know what that was. He's out for the season. Jamin Muse is also out for the season. So there's there's some injuries there. Now, for the wide receiver position for C.J. Lewis, fortunately for BC, they have depth there. And the name that I keep get going towards as the player who will definitely fill in for him, and we've seen him out there, he just hadn't made many catches, is Taji Johnson, number 80. I think he's number 84 now. He's 6'3". Um, and if you were following some of our practice reports, especially last year, he had like the Jaden Williams type of summer, like where just his name was all over everything. So I get this feeling, you know, he's a sophomore. I think he's going to be a big, big factor. I'm not sure if he's going to be a huge, like, you know, volume catcher, but I bet you he'll make a catcher a touchdown here or two uh, there here or there by the end of the season. So best wishes to CJ. He's a great kid, you know, big in the run blocking game. A good target, you know, big target who can go up and get it for Jakovic. He'll be back next year. He's a redshirt junior unless he hits the transfer portal, which I don't know anything about. But uh, that was that. Other injury news, Tyler Vrabel is back. It sounds like he's definitely back because based off of what Jeff Halfley said on Tuesday, uh, he will be good to go. I mean, um, hopefully he's feeling good because I kind of liked what they did with the offensive line last week. But, you know, it's it's Vrabel's role to play the left tackle. So hopefully he's 100%. And if he's not, they can make that change. Uh, so he's back. Isaiah Graham Mobley, his update on Isaiah Graham Mobley surprised me because it sounds like he's not going to play. Does It's just the way he said it. You know, he said it was not as good, which Halfley doesn't usually say if, unless it's something bad. So I'm guessing he's out. I'm guessing he won't play. And then Brandon Sebastian and Trey Barry, he said we're at practice, but he needs to see more. So who the heck knows on that one? Halfway so hard to read on injury reports. He'll tell you, like, if a guy's definitely out or definitely in, like, with, with Rabel. But those guys in the middle, it's just a crapshoot at this point. So um, we'll have to wait to see on Saturday on Sebastian and Vrabel. Uh, not Vrabel, excuse me, Trey Barry. 
if you want to get more information from Halfley's press conference, I really like listening to them. I like being there when I can be there too. It's just with other jobs, it's hard to get there. Um, check out YouTube. You can go and, and check it out. And on BC Bulletin, I will have updates on all of that. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. On tomorrow's show, we're going to start previewing Georgia Tech. It's a big game this weekend. Georgia Tech is 3-6. and six. They're having a tough season. Uh, but never rule them out, especially when you're on the road. Uh, check me out on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow our podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And I want to thank each and every one of you that have made Locked on Boston College your first listen. Because if you have, it means a lot to me. I love talking BC sports, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. This is AJ Black. Thank you all. I'll see you all again soon. Take care.